0: Brooke Ennis joins me now because uh, there was the win the other night and the, the pause of thunder, the heat by uh, Amron Boy. He got the money. Brooke, congratulations! That must have been very satisfying, but a little bit nerve wracking.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was a little bit nerve wracking. Um, I think you know, to be brutally honest, um, I think his run was a little bit disappointing. Um, you know, he found he found the front pretty early through the catching pen, and just it didn't take off. I guess the way he usually would. And, Four is obviously um, quite a strong dog, which I know now. Um, I didn't know much about him before the race, but um, yeah, I think overall it, it probably had him beat on the home turn, and I think just his will to win and his chase got him there on Saturday night. But um, yeah, a little bit disappointing to be honest.
0: Brooke, could the main travel and things like that just flatten him a little bit or not?
1: Yeah, look, it looked like he, he travelled okay up, but I guess you know from the from the outside you. You can only assume so um, obviously we'll get in checked by the vet and probably run some bloods just to ensure that you know nothing has gone amiss um, he's obviously a dog that we don't want to take any risk with whatsoever so we need to ensure that he's a hundred percent before we get back up the highway with him and and look if he's not that'll be something we'll discuss and he, he likely won't go back on saturday night but obviously that's um, still to come, you know, getting vet checked and things like
0: that. As you said, though, the other dog obviously is a very smart dog and it showed a lot of pace and a lot of tenacity.
1: Yeah, it did. It, it, it really just got out after him. And um, like I said, I, I thought he was beat turning for home. Um, I thought he probably put in it. Our dog probably looked a little bit funny up the back straight, whether he just wasn't handling the track or something. Like I said, something's gone wrong. But, um, yeah, he that dog was quite brave. And um, I think he'd, he'd, he he might have won a group race or run second in a group race recently
0: up there. So, How many times had your boy been to uh, Weddy Park before?
1: Yeah, that was his third time. So he's trial there solo um, a month or so out from the Million Dollar Chase mm-hmm. and then we went back for the Million Dollar Chase and drew Box 8 and he really didn't get into the race until late. Um, so look, it could just be a part of that as well. Wentworth Park is a, it's a hard track. It's nothing like our tracks at home. That the boxes are different. It's tight. It's narrow and you know, it could well be that he just needs a few more looks at it. So,
0: Brooke, what's different about the boxes? Do, do the dogs have to get down lower, or do, do they not see the lure as well?
1: Yeah, I think that the um, the grate at the front is quite different to ours. Um, I think it is a little bit smaller, which is the part where the dogs see through for the, um, you know, before the lure comes past. So, um, but yeah, look, and, and in saying that, it's a whole different process—the kenneling process, the, the post race, pre race stuff—it's it, very different to. Victoria and you know we're very lucky down here we have some great great facilities and and great processes so yeah look it's all just a change.
0: And the weird thing is whenever you tell people about say rehoming a gap dog you say to them you know what greyhounds are creatures of habit.
1: Oh definitely a hundred percent and um you know I've always believed it but I believe it a lot lot more now since we've had this dog He, he loves a good routine I think he really thrives off that and um yeah, they are very much a creature of habit. So he knew when um, he got to Wentworth Park, this wasn't the meadows and this wasn't Sandown. So it could just be something like that as why he didn't go as well. But um, definitely creature of habit.
0: Now, Brooke, travel arrangements. Getting up there. Did you drive up? Go by car?
1: I um I I was pretty lucky this um this week. Um, Jamie Jamie took the drive up. He um named himself the float driver for the week. Mm-hmm. He um. He left quite early Saturday morning at 6am with the dog and um, obviously because of the heat and all the other dogs at home, it was it was probably a necessity that I stayed back and got as much done as I could. And, and then I just kind of flew up in good trainer style Saturday afternoon <laughs> from Avalon, five minutes from home and, and got to Wendy to, to um, kennel and, and handle the dog. But um, yeah, so Jamie drove him up. It, it is a big trek. It's about 10 hours and obviously you've got to incorporate stops in there and
0: Ah, whoops! You there? that. Really? Just lost you there for a sec.
1: Oh, sorry. I'm on top of the work I by
0: No worries. Now the you mentioned the, the the float. Did you take a float, or do you take him in like in in a station wagon? No, no. So we um the dogs. Our dogs are
1: transported in vans, So we've got a Mercedes van, mm-hmm. um, which is all set up with um, cages in the back and air conditioning and and all that, so they travel in, in some nice luxury, but um, yeah, so he's got room there to stretch out and um, have the aircon and, and things like that, so um, very
0: comfort. You'd have to really plan this with the weather, because you often hear thoroughbeds and harness horses, they can get travel sickness and things like that when you're travelling a long distance. I imagine you, you've got to plan the whole thing for him, because the last thing you want is the dog dehydrating.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I I think, we're lucky with the greyhounds, they're not big 700-kilo animals either, so they're not standing up for the 10 hours. They can lay down. Um, Obviously, it's a lot easier for us to stop and give the dogs a walk, whereas, you know, walking a thoroughbred at a petrol station probably isn't (laughs) going to be ideal. So, um, you know, there is a little bit of planning, but um, just obviously, you know, a few days before, ensuring that you're getting their meals right, their fluids right, because they can lose a bit of weight as well on the trip. So, um, and obviously, with the greyhounds, we've got to ensure that they're weight for less each time they go around. So, um, yeah, there's a little bit of prep into it and just like you said, making sure that they're mm. shrinking on the way as well.
0: So, have you come back? Have you brought Emron Boy back?
1: Yeah, so we travelled back uh, Saturday night. We um, travelled down and, and just stayed a few hours along the way and come back yesterday, got back yesterday afternoon. So, he's back and back into his normal routine and as you know, when he gets home and things like that, so we'll have a normal week and um, head back up hopefully Saturday morning again. So continue the routine.
0: So basically, on race day, you leave in the morning, what five, six o'clock in the morning, and go.
1: Yeah, just after six we left. Oh, Jamie left, and we'll do that again this week. So yeah, travel up race day and come back pretty much the same day, um, you know, Sunday morning.
0: And will the queen fly in, or will you be travelling with the the other with your subjects?
1: Oh, I'd like to say I'd like to say I'm a Queen, but flying um gets out of Avalon. is no. probably not as no. Queen style, but yeah, look, I'll um, I'll probably jump on that same flight again. You're nearly
0: flapping your arms to help him take off, would <laughs> it?
1: So, but I, I, I do do the drive back. Oh, that, I'm not that's that good.
0: Famous. Now, Amron Dan, what's happening with him? Yeah,
1: he's um he raced last week sadly again from the 600 metre boxes um, he'll probably um, go around at some stage this week we haven't quite decided he'll, he's will got to um, get checked by the vet as well which is just general part of our routine so um, but yeah for, for him we'll look to head to the Australian Cup series he'll obviously race in between but um, yeah that's coming up in about a month's time and that's probably his next main target whether we target some 600 metre races in between is yet to be decided but that's where he'll go.
0: And for Amron Boy, after the final of the Pause of Thunder, uh, you go on with him or would he have a little uh, little let up, a little freshen?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he might have a week or so off. And, and we're looking, obviously, the Ten um mm. just under a month away now. And obviously, win the Group 1 at the Meadows, he should be considered for that invitational. And, and that'll kick off his Australian, camp, uh, Australian Cup campaign as well.
0: It's just amazing, the prize money at the moment, Brooke. It, you, you keep looking and you think, when's it going to ease off? And it doesn't, which is wonderful.
1: I yeah, know we are very, very lucky in Victoria, and like I said, we've got great racetracks and great facilities, and we're very professional down here. So, um, you know, I don't ever see the prize money decreasing. And it, if anything, as trainers, it just makes your life a little bit more difficult because there's so many good races on offer with such great prize money. It's, it's really hard to know where to go all the time, and um, you know, you've really got to sit down and, and plan these races as such. You know, group ones, they're hard to win, but. Dogs like Amaron Boyer are really harder to find, so you've you've really got to look after them and, and really prep out for their races.
0: Well, good luck and good luck with the trip back up. Let's hope it's a successful run up the highway next weekend.
1: Great. Thanks so much for having me.